Sleeveless podcast sponsored by DWN Productions <clears throat> here at boygob.com. Now with 200% less sleeves. Joe, I see you're in the crypt again, and he's gone. Fantastic. He'll be back though. I think I can hear him, or he will not. Uh, it was another week over here, just trying to get shit done. Nothing, nothing really going on worth a fuck or noteworthy to talk about. And hey, Joe's back with his lights on and you didn't turn into a puff of dust like some kind of vampire. So that's a good thing. And the lights are back off. Joe, how was your week? Oh, you know, Tom, I was just uh, trying to prepare, you know, trying to get ready uh, knock as much shit out as I could because this coming week, starting tomorrow, it's going to be pretty fucking hot. You know, we're going to look at uh, over 100 degrees in the temperature every day. So it's going to be a rough week. I thought, well, I'll get ahead of some, of some shit. But some days, things just don't want you to get ahead, you know. Like, uh, prep the screen. Most days. I, I was washing it out. The screen just, like, ripped on me. And I started washing out another screen, but the emulsion wouldn't come off. It was just shit like that, you know, little shit that takes up time. And you're like, fuck, you know, I shouldn't have come into work today. But it's all mm. right, you know. Uh, it'll all get done. I'll just got to make sure to keep myself hydrated, Tom. Hydrated. That's the key word for this coming week. Yep, definitely. I was uh, drinking a shit ton of water contained with millions and millions of microplastics this week so yep that did something i was sweating bullets anytime i went outside to fucking work on stuff which was a lot this week so it is what it is so 
Finished a uh, mold yesterday. I fucking took my time and fucking I knew some spots were going to be difficult. Made sure to go over those spots very well and have them taken care of. It still came out fucked up, so... Ah, I'll uh, go back and deal with that tonight. And I still got to finish a couple fucking layers of silicone on some molds and shit. So I don't know. It's just been a, another week, I guess. The Great Depression has been keep creeping back in and a lot of fucking stress and shit. So we'll try and keep it upbeat and talk about fucking weird tits that we'll all giggle at later on. Yeah. While I was watching that movie, I was just fucking distracted by everything else but the movie because <laughs> it fucking sucks. So I was just like looking at all the pictures on the mantle of like my grandmother and then my mom and then my sister and I through the years. And, you know, I'm just thinking after I die or my sister dies, whoever, whoever goes last, all this is just going to be garbage. Like, since we don't have any kids or grandkids or anything, like, this is all just going to be garbage that nobody gives a fuck about. It's just, like, all those memories just taken and dumped right in the garbage. So whenever you get down, Joe, just be happy that you have a child and a grandchild to hopefully they will give a fuck about seeing these things. Y'all are the last in line, you could say. We'll, we'll see, but yes, 100%. Mm. So, Joe, enough of those dark clouds. You watch anything? I watch Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon. Uh, this is a documentary-style film. Mockumentary. Mockumentary. No, well... They're not mock. Well, yeah, I guess they are mocking the genre of the slasher because they are following around a slasher and uh, he is telling them about being a slasher and how, you know, how he does things and he's setting things up for this girl he wants to slash. And he's just giving them like all the tricks of the trade and everything. And they go and visit some other retired slasher guy and he's giving him advice and, uh, there are some guest appearances by people from the slasher genre, like uh, the guy with the burned up hands. I always forget his name. Uh, Kane the guy Hodder. with the burned up hands? Oh, okay. Yeah. I think more than his hands are burned up. Yeah, okay. Kane Hodder. Uh, man, I'm fucking forgetting everybody's name today. The guy that played Freddy Krueger. I think Robert, Robert England's in it. Yeah, Robert England. Uh, I think Tony Todd's in it. I think Michael McDowell's Dr. Loomis, if I remember. But no, that could just uh, be Robert Zombie's that's Halloween. That's Robert English. Robert English is uh, the... Um, that's Loomis right. The Dr. Loomis guy. Yeah. So, you know, they do that, and then all of a sudden, you know they're following him he's actually doing the killings and stuff and they said ah oh, this documentary's over we can't do it so it switches styles right there towards the end of the movie and becomes a movie you know they're actually in the movie and he's stalking them he had set this thing up the whole time uh i dig this movie i think it's pretty clever some of the acting's really weak 
like the girl that he got to play the lead definitely could have got somebody better, more believable. Uh, but it's entertaining. I think, you know, like I said, it's, it's clever. It's a dissection of the genre and then it does everything it says it's going to do. And, uh, to me, it works. I enjoyed it. Uh, I know you probably don't like it, Tom. It's, uh, you don't like things. I saw this, uh, I saw this in the theater mm-hmm. many, many years ago, and this was not a wide release. I had to drive downtown and go to the Angelica Film Center, which is like an uppity art house movie theater. Isn't that where you went? To I saw teeth Patrick? there. All the what movies? Patrick? Hatchet. Hatchet. No, uh, I think one or two of those was at the Draft House. Mm. I'm sure the first one was just fucking whenever it came out on DVD. But uh, yeah, saw that and Teeth there, and that was the first time I saw the original Chainsaw on uh, the big screen was there too. But anyways, yes, uh, Lori and I left severely disappointed. I did not care for this one at all. Can't remember why. Probably because it sucked. That would be a good reason. <laughs> but yeah, no interest in ever going back and watching the skinny fucking binge rop around in his fucking overalls and shit. Like, put that fucking shit in the washer. What are you doing? You probably fucking stink. Mm, not for me. Well, I dig it. And uh, it is staying in the collection. This is one that I had the, the DVD. Or I guess I already put it up in the closet. But, uh, yeah, it's it's sick brown, Tom. If I would have to give this movie a quote for the back of the box, it would be, this is, this movie is Rick and Morty smart. Yeah, Rick and Morty's good, too. That's a good show. Uh, shout out to Rob Schraub. Doing some good work on that <laughs> show. You know, if you're a fan of him, you should love Rick and Morty. And probably Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon. Um mm. Good movie. I recommend it. Tom, he's bitter, you know, when, you know, I think, sure, he'd watch this movie and said, man, I should have thought of that. I should have made that Fuck movie. Fuck no. That's kind of pissed <laughs> off, you know, kicking the sidewalk, you know, and it's like, god damn it. You know? No, I was probably at the height of my horror fandom when I went to see that shit. Whew. Yeah, not for me. Yeah. Not recommended. for me. I recommend it, so. Yeah. Tom, what did you watch? Oh, I'll look at the list and just do it in order, I guess. Ah, <clears throat> oh, fuck. Joe, it's been a... No, we'll do that in a minute. You guys can wait to see who's going to win a fucking garbage DVD. Joe, fuck. I got this Blu-ray in the mail. After it being lost at sea, I sent the fine folks at Oloscopy or Oscoloscope, some shit like that. It's on here somewhere, but O-S-C-I-L-L-O scope. They uh, put out a bunch of art house movies and documentaries like this one, Clay Dream. And Joe's favorite, the 12 O'Clock Boys. Talked about this one last year. 
It was uh, in my top three, if I remember, movies of last year. It's the Will Vinton story and how he got fucked over by Nike. Uh, the DV or the Blu-ray itself, commentary track I listened to about half of. Eh, it was whatever. I was kind of drunk when I listened to it, but it wasn't that interesting, and I don't think I'm going to go back. But uh, it also has a bunch of shorts on it, like a bunch of Will Vinton Clay animation shorts and shit. So that was fucking cool. Doesn't have the Mark Twain movie or like the Claymation Christmas or Frankenpig, any of that fucking shit. But uh, it's got a lot of the earlier shorts on there, and it's just fucking cool. It's very crude, like the clay isn't all smoothed out, and you can see the uh, thumb marks and all the fingerprints and shit, but that kind of adds to it. But you could tell, like, all the shapes are there where they're supposed to be. It's just really good shit to look at. Uh, maybe kids today would see that and be like, oh, it's something different, but this was, like, big fucking big shit back in the day, this goddamn raisin commercial got over so hard that it swept the nation and everybody was wearing shirts of these racist fucking raisins and shit and then the noid came and then uh we got the pjs which i think is a pretty underrated show and uh yeah and then he gets into bed ooh, with nike and things go downhill and you say oh, well what happened to old will vinton well, he got kicked out of his company. The Nike guy, like the big owner of Nike or whatever, he had stake in the company. And he ended up giving Will Vinton Studios to his son, who was like a white rapper, and said, oh, I want to get into animation now. And then uh, they just changed their name to Leica. And those are the people who did like Coraline and Paranorman and those movies. So if you like documentaries, it's definitely worth a watch. It's a fucking good story, and it's put together really well. But uh, don't become an artist, especially yeah. if you don't give a fuck about business, because <laughs> if yeah, you do well, you will get fucked. And, and even if you just do sort of okay, you'll get fucked. But yeah, Coraline and Paranorman, pretty good. Well, you said Paranorman sucked the dick when you reviewed it. I don't it. remember it, to be honest. <laughs> oh, boy. So, yeah, there's that one, Joe. Did you watch anything else? I watched the uh, the 1985 classic Dawn of the Dead. For some reason, I thought this movie was made in the late 70s or something. Um Dawn not, of the Dead you Day watched? Of the Dead. I saw Day of the Dead. Now, Dawn of the Dead, I don't like. I think it's a fucking stupid, boring, uh, overrated movie with uh, shitty-looking zombies. Some of the shittiest-looking zombies. And it's got a fucking pie fight. Joe, that movie is more relevant today than it was back then. Oh, yeah. Mm. He's making such a statement about <laughs> consumerism. and all. Fuck that movie. Now, this movie... Day of the Dead. Now, this concerns a group of scientists and military-type folks that are holed up in a bunker. What they're doing there, not really sure. One of them's a mad scientist, and he's doing experiments on the zombies. The others are just kind of like scoping places out and seeing, hey, is there any living people out here? 
and the soldiers they're just kind of being dicks you know so uh it's all about the conflicts that they come into with each other and it's pretty good it's definitely i'd say a hundred times better than dawn of the dead uh the effects on this are really good they made an effort with the zombies and just fucking spray them with like some blue spray paint or something said hey you're a zombie now you know they put some shit on them there is some stupid shit in there and i've never understood this in the zombie uh romero movies like like there's a dude there that's in a clown suit and he's a zombie clown and there's a kid that's in a football uh uniform like what the fuck you got bit during the game like they didn't find out about this outburst and they went ahead and just well fuck it you know we got a game we got to go play uh yeah so so there's some stupid shit like that but overall the movie's pretty good you know it has a story uh and like i said the effects they're kick ass i, I really i dig it the music's weird though you know they didn't get goblin or you know those italian fucks to do the music on this one they just got some some schmo you know and some parts of it the music's like really good and then it gets fucking stupid do, 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 you know that kind of shit uh, so I don't get that. That really like juggalo music fucks up the vibe. Yeah, yeah. They start rapping. Here come the zombies. Here come the zombies. Um, oh, no, I was because you went do 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 like you know the beginning of the circus song. <laughs> yes. Uh, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I would recommend this one. Uh, watch Night of the Living Dead. Skip Dawn of the Dead. You're not gonna miss shit. And. Uh, then watch Day of the Dead, and it's it's really good. Yeah, this movie's fucking great. It's one of my favorite horror movies, probably in my top 25 movies in general, if not in the top 15. But I think uh, it's really good. Earlier you were saying, oh, whatever they're doing down in there. I would assume what they're doing down in there is a lot of gay sex because there's only one lady and then you know that black dude and that rat-faced fucking alcoholic they were pretty much husband and husband back there in their little fucking trailer thing. yeah they had a little and then, uh, guard and everything and yeah this girl of course she wants to fuck the hispanic guy i mean that happens you know so he hooks up with him and and that gets all the the other soldiers and these are some really out of shape soldiers you know they they you know don't look like <laughs> they're really in the military you know a couple of them are just like well i mean it's true to pittsburgh yeah you know pittsburgh military they're they're national guard or whatever but uh but yeah yeah good flick uh i hadn't seen it in i don't know how fucking long so i had forgotten how good it was but i knew i liked it you know it was just one of these things that i had to watch again to see hey was I just a dumb prick? Because I liked a lot of stuff back then that I don't like now. You know, uh, but no, I was a pretty smart prick because this is good. This this st- stands the test of time. Yeah, Rickles is great in it. He's one of the best movie characters everywhere. His over-the-top racism always makes me laugh. Every time he says, Jello, I fucking laugh my ass off. And still say that shit to this day because no one knows what that is. Only like, hey, you ever see Day of the Dead? And then you say Jello, someone will giggle. But <laughs> uh, 
You can just go around saying that. No one will know. And I'm sure him and his buddy Rickles were at least blowing each other because they were very close. There's a there's a whole lot of gay shit that's happening in this movie in the background. I'm pretty sure. If I were to walk into that underground bunker, it might smell worse than zombies, Joe. It might smell worse than zombies. Yeah. But yeah, it's good shit. There's a lot now, of fucking sure, uh, good gore effects and. The doctor Frankenstein. I'm pretty sure he was fucking the zombies too. Uh, he was trying for sure. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, you know, definitely. Oh, what if I separate the vagina from the body? Will it still? Will it still function? Yeah, I wouldn't have any chances of being bit, but maybe it would still grip. He, he was, was definitely, definitely doing. You know, that, that's what I took about that. You know, that whole relationship that they had going. <laughs> he definitely walked in there with a wig a few times telling Bub that he was, in fact, Aunt Alicia. And yeah. they did things together, <laughs> Joe. <laughs> but, yeah, it's uh, good shit. You always know the hands are coming out of the wall at the fucking beginning, but you always forget what beat it happens. Yeah. So it gets you a little bit. And, that and it's a nice calendar because you yeah. can see all the pumpkins and you see that it's happening on Halloween. So mm -hmm. that's and, cool. Uh, Most people I, wouldn't pick up that this is a Halloween movie, but it is. I usually don't give a fuck about uh, dream sequences. You know, I think it's kind of a cop-out, but yeah, the two, I think, or three dream sequences she has, they're, they're all really fucking good. You know, and yeah, that first one is is badass. That's just one of the those moments, you know, that like, hey, that shit stays with you. That's good shit, good shit, Romero. You redeemed yourself after that bullshit Dawn of the Dead. Well, if you want him to hear you, scream at the ground. Mm -hmm. Get out my weed. But yes, would recommend. Oh, shit, I got it right here, I guess. Joe, have you ever seen White Fire, the Turkish classic? No, I've never seen White Fire, the Turkish classic. This is about a uh, brother and sister jewel thief team. They work at some, or the sister works at some kind of mining operation and strikes a deal with uh, one of the bosses there that he lets her smuggle out diamonds and shit that they can sell and get a cut. So her brother picks them up. They get uh, pulled over by sand pirates. That doesn't sound like some kind of slur somewhere. <laughs> but anyways, they get pulled over by these sand pirates, and they all look like Tom Savini. All the bad guys, like all the background henchmen bad guys, they're all short-looking Italian guys. Looking, they're not Italian, they're Turkish, with these big fucking pickle duster mustaches. It's funny as shit, and they all have that fucking haircut, the classic fucking, I don't do cocaine anymore, but I used to, haircuts. So they're all fighting and shit. They get picked up by another, They, the Tom Savini's, bring our brother and sister team to a boat where this Watt broad and her number one or whatever say, we want the piece of the monies. We go into business together. Yeah. And then they have a big fight scene and shit. 
the brother ends up getting the chainsaw and starts cutting motherfuckers up. And, uh, oh, it was a long day, but at least we still got these diamonds. So they go back to their adopted father's house. He's the one that does the business part. <clears throat> and then we have a scene where the sister's swimming in a pool, pussy hole naked. And the fucking brother's there just like, yeah. And then she gets out of the pool naked and shit. He wipes the towel away from her. He's like, hmm, it's too bad. You're my sister. Hmm. Yeah. And she's just like, oh, tee hee hee. Oh, you. Mm. Well, dinner's ready if you mm, want it. She's like, okay, I'm just going to go back to swimming again, even though she just got out and dried off and fucking everything. So there's two swimming scenes back to back, just so you can see this lady's fucking three-inch-long pussy hair stick out of her pelvis, I guess. So uh, she ends up getting murdered by uh, the people they got away from on the boat, and so does the uh, stepmother. So now they're all out for revengeance, Joe. And how do they get revenge? They find a hooker that they can plastic surgery up to look like the dead sister who the brother can also have sex with because, you know, not brother and sister, even though you just look identical to her and they use the same actress. <laughs> and then Fred Williamson shows up as a fucking pimp. And it was a fucking excellent movie full of laughs, chills, and thrills. If you like watching silly garbage bad movies, drink a couple beers, go crack open fucking a white fire diamond, which is like this giant diamond that's hot to the touch and it'll burn you and shit. <sighs> Ridiculous fucking movie. I just fucking picked it up because Fred Williamson was in it and it was relatively cheap. And fucking what I got was an entertaining movie on the levels of, say, like a Miami Connection or Samurai Cop. So if you like shit along those lines, White Fire, fuck yeah. Arrow put it out. Uh, there's an interview with Fred Williamson on it. That was pretty good. He says a lot of the same shit, more specific to this movie, but. A lot of the same shit that you'd hear if you heard Fred Williamson interviews before, but whew, movie was fucking ridiculous and would recommend highly as long as it's legal in your state. <laughs> um, I didn't really watch anything else aside from from our movie, um, but I did reread this, Tom. Guardians of the Galaxy quest for the shield or some shit. Uh, Jim Valentino fucking sucks. That's my review of this shit. He sucks. <laughs> He's the forgotten member of Image. There's a reason for that. <laughs> well, Joe, I watched Mean Johnny Barrows. Have you heard of this? I have not heard of this. This stars uh, America's Rose Fred Williamson as a gentleman who just got kicked out of the army. 
he gets kicked out of the army because he's leading a uh, landmine. What were they? What do they call them? Like not a I, test, but uh, a practice dude, simulation. <laughs> like uh, yeah, yeah, training simulation. So he's leading a landmine training simulation, but two prick uh, guys above him, like they put a real landmine out there, and he steps on it. So uh, they're like, oh, how are you going to get out of this one now, boy? So, you know, he does it, fucking jumps away, it blows, then he just slaps the fuck out of this guy. He's like, oh, I have you kicked out of the military for this. And then the next scene's just him sad riding on a bus back home. <laughs> so he gets off the bus, gets the shit beat out of him by a couple hobos, and then uh, the cops pick him up because they think he's just drunken on drugs because he's all slumped over on the ground and shit. So uh, he gets let out of jail, and it's just his quest to find to find work and honest and honest days pay. Some reason he goes into this wop spaghetti fucking restaurant, and he's hey, can I get? I was in the army. Can I get a free meal? What do you think of this is a free meal place? No, no, no. But then this mobster guy walks. He's hey, you give him a meal. See, he he earned it. Don't I know you from somewhere? Yeah, weren't you the big football star back in high school? <laughs> Why don't you come work for me? Be an enforcer, see? Oh, no, baby, that ain't my style. I want an honest day's work. So fucking Fred Williamson puts down his plate of the worst-looking spaghetti ever. Listen, don't mix your fucking noodles and your sauce together. That's fucking hillbilly shit. It's not really hillbilly shit. The people I see that the most is black people. Don't know why, but uh, they tend to like their sauce and the noodles together. And it's usually meat sauce for some reason. I don't know. Even if you got meatballs, you don't need them both. But uh, if you do that shit, don't. It's fucking, it's gross. Get your noodles. Get you a nice pasta, whatever you like. Linguini's my go-to. And then you put your sauce on top of it, and then you put your meat, whether it be meatballs, slot, slot, sass, sausage, or chicken parm. You put that on the top, and you're fucking, you're good. Don't. That's that's fucking. Ugh. It was it was such an unappealing plate of pasta, Joe. I almost turned the movie off right there because I was so offended. But I said, no, no, I will continue for Fred. So uh, you see him on his hunt to get a real, a real job with an honest day's pay for an honest day's work. Doesn't find one. Some prick at a gas station gives him a job. Old Johnny, he just wants to pump gas. Ah, let me just pump gas and change the earl and what have you. No, I don't want people to see her. You just stay in here and sweep up and clean the toilets. So the fucking WAP guy comes back. Hey, what are you doing this shit, boy? Don't you know you're better than this? Hey, I don't want none of your shit, man. This is honest work. All right. Finds out what he's getting paid. Goes into his fucking karate stance. That's the biggest bullshit ever, but I always laugh when he does that shit. And he beats the fuck out of the uh, guy who was giving him the work at the gas station. 
until the police come. And after that, Joe, he decides to work for the mob. And then, mm, hilarity ensues. I would also recommend this one because Fred Williamson totes fucking two shotguns and blows the fuck out of a bunch of wops in their very own home. It was good shit. So it's mean, though. Not really. Hmm. Yeah, not really. <laughs> but, you know, just like the poster, he has the two shotguns, and he really does that in the movie. Just like the poster for White Fire where the guy has the chainsaw. <laughs> really does in the movie. A lot of times you don't get that shit. Yeah. But in these two, you do. So, yeah, I'd recommend it. It's worth the watch. The copy I watched was muddy as fuck, and I still thought it was pretty fun. So, yeah, it was good shit. Just uh, don't mix the sauce and the noodles together. You're fucking better than that, for real. <laughs> Silly Throw shit. Throw on top of there. Not Parmesan, either, because that shit's ugly. <laughs> well, if you get the good like Parmesan real cheese. Real Parmesan, not like yeah. that powder shit. You know, some cheese. You know, shred that fucker. Mm-hmm. I agree. But sometimes it's good to have the uh, sawdust cheese, too, when you're eating garbage. You can't <laughs> use the fucking good cheese. It's just going to taste weird. But, I mean, if you just have, like, garbage shit, yeah, just throw that on there. <clears throat> Once in a while, I like a rubber meatball, and that's when you break out the garbage fucking sawdust cheese. But, Joe... It's been one hell of a summer. This stack has gotten like really, really small now. <laughs> I don't know how many more weeks we're going to do this, but uh, yeah, some, some motherfuckers send me some money too. This shipping's starting to add up. Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> so, Joe, Necrophiles, have you heard of it? You know what? I want to say I have heard of that one. This shit's fucking ridiculous, Joe. It's about some... F I was about to turn it off, too. Because uh, it starts out with this fucking... You know, a lady who looks like she'd be a lady who would get naked in one of these low, no-budget fucking <laughs> movies. So that was unappealing. And then you see the killer. And it's just some guy in a fucking bucket head mask with a swastika on it. I was like, huh. Hey. God damn it. All right, let's see where the fuck this goes. So he ends up uh, chaining her to a refrigerator. He fucking does like all the <laughs> stupid fucking low budget garbage killer shit. And then fucking just two cops come in and just shoot the hell out of them. You have one cop who looks like a bootleg. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Doctor Reanimator Herbert West. He looks like a boot. He looks like the guy who didn't get the part. <laughs> and then you got this bigger guy who may or may not be a retarded gentleman. Definitely has some kind of weird autism going on for sure. Not sure what level, but something's going on with the guy. And then they come in and blow the fuck out of. They, they just blow this guy, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> they shoot this gentleman. Or not, I shouldn't say they. Yeah, the big fat guy does it. 
but uh the herbert west dude does because the rapist murderer guy hit him over the head with a bottle knocked him out and then the fact oh what's going on here fucking guy gets up shoots the fuck out of him go to a year later a bunch of fucking satanists are in a uh graveyard they're wearing halloween masks and shit they pull out a baby that's supposed to be the baby that uh the killer made with his rape victim nine months ago you know it's just a doll it's clearly just a doll that they bought at toys r us so they do their mika licka high mika hiney ho shit over the fucking killer's grave stab the fucking baby drain its blood all over and then the serial rapist guy comes back from the dead joe and for some reason he's like wearing a suit like he had a respectable funeral after being this mass murderer rapist like they didn't just throw him in a fire then throw the ashes in the garbage but anyways uh it turns out two of the cult cultists is that what they're called? People yes. who are in a cult? Mm-hmm. Two of the cultists are just like 90 slackers, and that was their first day as part of the cult. They were just trying to be a part of something. One of these jagoffs is wearing a smashing pumpkin shirt. <laughs> so I don't know what kind of fucking satanic cult these fruits were part of, but I don't think it's a legit one. <laughs> Oh, you're into Billy Corgan? Sweet, man. Sweet, man. Let's go murder this baby over the grave of a rape. I'm joining the cult. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, dude comes back from the dead, and he has like a three-foot-long wiener because he's a rapist. And he goes around, you know, he goes back to his old tricks, uh, raping and raping and murdering. So you got like these weird uh fetish parts of the movies i guess you can get it there's like a bdsm scene where these two people are going to get it on and then the zombie interrupts them and then there's one where a lady's like about to have sex with a blow-up doll and she's doing like all these weird sensual things to it and then he falls in love with the blow-up doll but uh in between that you have the murdered baby rising from the dead and being controlled by a fishing pole so you should see this fucking baby flying around over going ridiculous this movie is fucking ridiculous uh everything besides the weird fetish video parts were fucking hilarious and a lot better than i thought i'm glad i stuck with it because that just seen a hundred times. I hate when the fucking movies put that guy, put the killer in that stupid. It's not, if you're Buckethead, it's not a stupid fucking mask. But if you're every other horror <laughs> movie made for 20 bucks ever and you keep using that mask, it sucks. Quit using that mask for anything. Just give fucking Buckethead the license. Whatever you got to do, just quit using that fucking mask and especially putting the swastika oh now you know he's a bad guy now i've said it before making the fucking bad guy the nazi is like the laziest fucking shit you can do don't have any talent to write 
I guess, or anything. Oh, what's what's the most hated people? Oh, yeah, we'll just make them Nazis. We don't have to do any character development or anything because they're just Nazis. Or the devil. So I'm glad I... Or the devil. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm glad I stuck with it and got after that because, I mean, it has pretty much everything you'd want for, like, a so bad it's good movie. Like the big fat cop, his performance alone is so fucking weird and something's wrong with the fucking guy. I don't want to <laughs> say I laughed my ass off, but there's like some kind of autism or something that makes him like a, I don't want to say fidgety dickhead because that's not what his character was, but just very unaware of himself. And how he was coming off, I guess, would be the best way to put it. Like, dude thought he was doing an excellent job. And it was anything but. And it was very entertaining to watch. Uh, This release has a lot of shit on it. Let's go through it quick. Slipcase. Great. You got this artwork there. This is Wild Eye Visual Vengeance again. You seen one of those in a while, Joe? No. This is a condom. And it says for entertainment purposes only. I was going to send this to one of our gay gentlemen, uh, what's it called, listeners or viewers, and say, hey, write a review of this because I don't know any straights who use condoms anymore. <laughs> so uh, it said for entertainment purposes only. So I did not. Then we got more of those goofy stickers that come with all these visual vengeance releases. And then we got a poster and your reverse artwork, I guess. If you're interested at all in this movie, I think you can pick up this set for 20 bucks. Definitely worth it. There's uh, two commentary tracks on there. I listened to half of one with uh, Matt from Horror Boobs. It was all right. It was just him and a lispy buddy, uh, you know, just giggling about shit for the movie maybe they were maybe they weren't intoxicated i don't know i wasn't there but uh there's also a commentary with the director an interview with the director which i watched it was just like oh yeah we were just trying to make a low budget movie and they did and it was watchable so good for you uh there's a part two on here or no they made a part two, but the dude wasn't really the dude wasn't involved and it was just kind of the same shit rehashed. But there was a sequel that the director made on here called uh, Necrophiles 3000. Pressed play on that. It was just like people playing with their dolls. Like, it's like, is this the whole fucking thing? So I fast forward it all uh was it 70 some minutes and yep that was the whole thing just somebody playing with dolls doing so i didn't even bother with that shit but it's a packed disc way better than this fucking movie deserves to be honest because it's just a fucking goofy ass movie with a zombie with a giant dick and a fucking baby on a fishing (laughs) pole but i laughed joe i laughed Laughter is the best medicine, Tom. Mm. Now, here's the one everybody wanted. 
the one we're going to give away because I didn't care for it. This one's called Berserkers. It was uh, called Meltdown originally. Don't know why there was no meltdown at all in this movie. It's about uh, a dude who wants to be a writer. He has a whore girlfriend who doesn't like him that he's about to propose to. And it's his birthday. Uh, his girlfriend forgets it's his birthday, goes out with another guy, and uh, he's still going to propose to her after this, mind you. So uh, his buddy says, hey, well, we're going to throw you a party at your house. So they do. Uh, this chick who uh, likes him or whatever, she comes over. And then uh, the next day he wakes up, she comes back. He's like, oh, will you marry me? She headbutts him. He goes to the bar and a zombie apocalypse happens. Uh, goes back to save the girlfriend, but her and the guy, she's fucking there and they turn into zombies and zombies, 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 zombies cut to two years later. And he's Joe badass. Now he talks like this now. And everybody kind of talks like this now because it's been two years of, this zombie apocalypse and you know we're all hardened country folk now who wear flannel shirts and cowboy hats and shit and we have our own little village now called whisper city we got it set up pretty nice you know we're living the most normal lives we can here with what we have we make do so they go out on a, a hunting expedition or some bullshit come across these uh nomads who are like fucking rapist guys or whatever uh they end up killing them go to their rv to see what shit they can take from them turns out they had a priest and his daughter locked up in the rv who knows what they were doing with them revenge that's what they were doing <laughs> remember me from 24 years ago i was eight they called me the little pussy boy. Now I'm back for revenge. <laughs> Anyways, it turns out the priest, he leads another group of people and he's like trying to cleanse the world and make it in his and God's image and shit. The fucking main character, he like they're going to leave the compound. So uh, the main character goes to make sure all the roads are good. And when he leaves, that's when the priest and his daughter take over somehow. Because there's way more people at the camp than there is just this one priest who hit an old man for a gun and his daughter. But anyways, he's able to take over and uh, he gets word over the walkie-talkie that the priest has everybody taken hostage and they burn down the village. And fucking guys like, oh, you're not going to get away with this. I'm coming to get you. I'm coming to get you. End the movie. Awful. Hmm. Like, it had some okay effects. The front half of the movie was okay. When they turned into this bootleg Walking Dead, it kind of fucking sucked. But just ending your movie like you're going to make this sequel that never fucking happened. It was just like, all right, fuck you. That just makes this whole movie complete fucking bullshit. And 
It's just like, who, who cares? Who, like, fuck you. It was very unfulfilling for a movie that was already very unfulfilling. But, you know, there were a few people here who want this. Okay, so we're going to read, or I'm going to read, I guess. Yeah. Let me, let me bring up the old... Let me bring up the old thing. I didn't read. I do mean my dick. Yeah, I did not this time either. So I'm almost there. Oh, come. (laughs) Joe, speaking of what the fuck were those boy witch movies called? The warlock, warlock, yeah. Human remains have been found ah. where Julian Sands went missing. So, well, in a couple weeks, we'll hear if the DNA matched or not. I guess. All right, let's hope this is everybody. All right, our first one here is from Jr. Dizinitz. Robinson, and he says, I was going to try and do his little pedophile clown voice that he did in that video, but then I almost choked, so I'm not (laughs) going to do that one. There I was, just chilling back out of my local 7-Eleven, drinking a cold 40 ounce of Mickey's malt liquor, when I, yeah, I can't, when I saw this hot piece of tail walking up exclamation point man she had that oh she had that swagger i thought it said swinger i was just like this doesn't say Corey. this says (laughs) mr robinson man she had that swagger and the curves to boot as she appeared i addressed her hey there sugar nips to what she returned back with a low Man, she was hot for it. Once she got close, I realized I could see through her blouse and her flesh, looking deep into them fake double-D silicone skin bags. I knew it at that moment she was a zombie. I had to act fast. I charged her, and at full gallop, (laughs) he's a horse now, managed to flatten her skull with my forty thus saving the community from what could have been, as in Ben Grimm, B-E-N, the corpse in the trash and finish that sweet, sweet ice-cold 40 of Mickey's and enjoyed my night. Well, I would say if I'm drinking a 40, it would be Mickey's. Joe, bootleg dipshit, if that is his real name, writes or types. <clears throat> I was going to do his voice too, but that would definitely hurt. And I already <laughs> feel that shit too. <clears throat> Excuse me. Old bootleg dipshit and Teresa Grigg has once hugged by. Hold on. Let me switch arms. Maybe this will. 
Old bootleg dipshit and Teresa Griggs once hugged by the biggest zombie ever at Night of the Zooligans. The immovable object known as Scott Vance. <laughs> Not much of a story, but he was one great butcher zombie, if I recall. Right? Love that guy. Too bad he was a zombie. Anyways, much love, Tom Martino and Joe Garcia. Just wanted to participate in the contest. Chia. 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 As in the pet. Cheech writes, A zombie shit my pain, and I smashed it all over my Batman Forever McDonald's mug. Marky Mark and Biz Marky smashed his head between their ass cheeks to save me. Marky was infected in the process. <laughs> and now we have another book from old Brian. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm going to fucking not give it to you just because you're making me <laughs> read this. <laughs> My ass hurt badly, having been taken advantage of so crudely by both a Bigfoot and the sewer-dwelling Chupacabra. Though I, though I still felt a sense of loss, probably from the broken angels, happy to be home, the cold, dark house while my parents slept soundly, and excited, stoked even to see the wolf boy I had become. So I made my way to the stairs to get to my room. That's when she came. It. It came. For she was no longer my mother out of her bedroom door. She moved slowly with long dripping chunks of flesh hanging from her mouth. I was, however, more concerned with her nakedness. I hadn't even seen my mother naked before. And what a sight it What a fuck. What a sight it was. I had no idea what I was feeling until I had a sharp bite on my ankle, until a sharp bite on my ankle answered that question for me. I fell to the cold tile floor and looked over to see what was left of my father, wide mouth and inching towards me with a chunk of my ankle stuck in his teeth. I mustered up enough strength to scramble away on all fours to get to the living room, just as my naked, blood-soaked mother fell where I had lain. I made it to the nearest window, where the lovely full moon could be seen, and I let out a loud howl as I could, hopping, hoping beyond hope that there was a cum-soaked satanic werewolf nearby would hear my call to save me <sighs> this is so this is a lot god damn i was ecstatic to hear the door swing open the same time as the window broke knowing my howling plea had been answered but i have never been more wrong several naked undead made their way into the home thus began the smelliest most awful orgy the world has ever known one by one, we took each other, bending and breaking in every way possible. B 
blood and zombie come splash the walls splash the walls and the furniture over and over i'm not sure if my mother and father partook but i assume they did it was dark and hard to see (laughs) page eight when we when we were done i felt the need to check facebook and somehow some way the orgy zombie had taken many pictures of our event and posted them and that's the time the memes came so so many memes people laughed at me some people felt my pain some didn't give a shit some were offended but this this was just the way of things i didn't know it was going to be so topical joe yeah (laughs) i didn't know what to think or feel yet realized i hadn't seen myself the zombies scattered and gone about their way and i decided I would continue to my room to take a look in the mirror and go to sleep. Corey writes, and he tagged him too. That's terrific. Rob Zombie touched my pee-pee at OzFest 99. Me too. Don't know if that happened. I'd have to say that's allegedly. I wasn't there. I haven't seen it, but that's what Corey he wrote and tagged him in it and he did not reply with hey you or anything like that so motherfucker yeah he didn't (laughs) we got one more from Kyle it's pretty fucking long man I'm already tired (laughs) fucking I'm the one reading this shit oh well, I, I, I'm the, I'm the one trying to read this shit, Joe. Well, I was once walking through a small nature reserve near my house called Dawes Arbor, Arboretum. <laughs> I'm sure that's not the fucking way. Anyways, this nature preserve was called Dawes. It was a sunny Saturday, and I was enjoying a nice day as the sun was going down from the tower. Then I see a woman, round as can be, and I had to check that ass out close. I make my way down to say hello. Lo and behold, she was a zombie. Her name was Carl. (laughs) Which was odd, but I didn't think too much of it. I said, damn, girl, are you from Tennessee? Because you're the only 10 I see. Smooth, I know. Anywho, I told her my name was Kyle Driver. Because when I'm introduced to people, I say, oh, hello, my name is Kyle Driver. Yes, that is my God-given name. (sighs) And if I and if I played her cards right, I would show her what that means. So if you aren't familiar from the tower, you can see a giant shrubbery that spells out Dawes, the name, the place. Yes, I had her meet me inside the W. (laughs) I would like to know why he picked the W. And, well, we made sweet, sweet love. One of her tits fell off, but I kept going. She let out a cry. 
like a wild beast. Oh, well, that wasn't it. When she finished, then hobbled away. It was pretty hot, minus the sounds of her flesh falling off, but that didn't stop us. Joe? Sounds pretty hot. All right, we'll just wait for Joe. No, I'm listening. Ah, I'm sorry. Which one would you go with? I guess I'd have to say uh, Kyle's because it sounds uh, sounds like a true story. You know, maybe some of the names have been changed to protect the innocent, but I can see this happening. I can see Kyle like going to the W because it starts, you know, that's the first letter in Wiener. Um, yeah. Well, Kyle, it looks like you're getting a movie that has uh, been likened to Clerks. So I'm sure you will love it. If I had my way, I would have went with Corey's. But you picked Kyle, and Corey's already won, and Kyle hasn't won. So tune in next week. And if you haven't won yet and you enter, you probably will. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's finish this. The last in the uh, Nemesis film series, Joe. Nemesis, what is this, four? Right? Cry of Angels? Cry from the Anals. Yeah, or Death Angel? City of Anals. Yeah, um, death like, anal. That was the other one. Um, yeah. Okay. So, the last movie, you can just forget about because they did. I mean, you can forget about all of them. None of these movies line up for shit. You'd mm-hmm. think, oh, we're finally gonna find out what was so important about this fucking necklace that they set up. <laughs> oh, you will find out the importance of this most important necklace. And the last one was just so you can tell who the people like you are, which there weren't supposed to be any other people like her. She was supposed to be the one, the last hope for humanity that went back in time to fix everything. She didn't fix anything. And now she's even more in the future now. Yeah. So she's. Back to the future, how she got back there, I don't know. But uh, the humans and the cyborgs kind of have a truce, I guess. Why? But, she didn't do anything. No, she I, she, she yeah. didn't even need to be fucking made or anything. She didn't have to exist. Right. She did nothing. She accomplished nothing. So She got a bunch of black people killed in Africa. Good for you. And then she took their hairstyle. That's what she did. Like some of the cyborgs have started dealing drugs and becoming mafioso types. And she is an assassin that that hunts them down, fucks them, and then kills them with her calves. Um, Yeah, that's the movie. You know, uh, Andrew Divoff who uh, wasn't there on set or anything. They probably just like, hey, record yourself doing this. Uh, He is a cyborg planner or something. He's the one sending her out on on missions to kill people or whatever. And uh, What did you uh, think of his accent in this movie? 
It was like I, little bit Wishmaster, little bit British mod guy. Yeah, really, I've really weird. Gotten, yeah, it, it's uh, and they filmed this in I don't know where Lithuania, some war torn place. Uh, they had access. Oh, Joe, it was kind of like this, mate. Yeah, really fucking weird. Um, but yeah, th- that's all the movie is: is her like walking around naked, with which. The fucking the anatomy is just not right. No, like I'm looking, I'm I'm looking and puking, like I'm looking and puking, <laughs> but the anatomy is not right. She has like these pecs of a man, and then like these tumors that just kind of come out like underneath the pec. Mm-hmm. I don't know if these are like implants sagging down and getting stuck under the pecs. These are but, uh, just don't work because bodybuilders you know they don't you know they eliminate the fat so they just have like fucking baseballs kind of sticking out here and there and it looks yeah it looks just freakish. And she know? has plastic surgery or something done to her face and they spend like five minutes at the beginning Cause she looks like a different lady. She yeah. somehow looks more masculine. She does. Than she did in the last movie. She's walking, you know, and it's like, man, uh, I never thought the cornrows would look better than than regular hair. But it's like that a regular woman's haircut. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, out here legit looking like John Michael Thor in his prime. I thought she was gonna start singing how she lives to rock. Yeah, this shit definitely does not work. Uh, and there's a lot of fucking close-ups of her calf, too. And that muscle just sticks out so much. And I just puked and puked and puked. Yeah, it's got one of the most oddest, unerotic sex scenes ever. All of them. Fucking movie. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's just... Yeah, this is like a weird fetish video. It is. It's strange, and it's not not fucking good. And some of these scenes just go on and on and on. Like when she kills the one guy that came to kill her, like she's there talking to him for at least twenty minutes. You know, and what are they talking about? I don't know. Naked. Because like, yeah, she's naked, standing over him the whole time, fucking doing curls. Uh, <laughs> just stupid. Like shit. legit, she is legit doing curls yeah. with old rubble. Um, old Barney Rubble and her working out. <laughs> she has one line that I thought was funny. You wanted to cyber fuck me. And that's the way she talks. She's got no inflection in her voice or anything. And the cyborgs, for some reason, turn to monsters. In movie. Yeah, some like, but you don't see it. You just see their hands turning sort of reptilian. Yeah. I don't know it's why. Weird. Yeah, and they uh they didn't know why either. They just had a fucking lizard glove laying around that they figured they'd use. Yeah, and they can spit saran wrap out of their mouth or some shit. Strange shit. It uh Yeah, it's like these weird silicone Benoit balls that are just like <laughs> I don't know. This shit was fucking like you would think we're saying, oh, there's this goofy shit, and then she grows a hypodermic needle out of her tit and stabs a guy in the head. Like you'd think all this would be like, wow, this is goofy, weird shit. I gotta watch it. 
No, you don't. You really don't have to watch it. We watch these like, movies, so you don't have to. Uh, like, if you like gross-out movies, not to be a fucking dickhead, but, like, legit, if you're a fan of the gross-out movies, then, yeah, maybe. Or if you're just, fuck, hey, if you were a fan of One Night in China or Queen of the Ring or her take on She-Hulk, maybe this movie is for you. But Yeah, uh, if you're, uh, <laughs> if you're, I guess, uh thinking that like hey you might be gay but you don't want to be uh this she is technically still a woman but looks like a man so i guess you can uh stroke it to her or whatever and fulfill whatever desire you have oh, i'm uh, sure there's a bunch of fucking trannies out there that look way better than this fucking dude does i don't <laughs> that yeah. it was just not not feminine at no. all it was weird. It was like John Michael Thor walking around with his cock chopped off. <laughs> it was, I, there's, ah, not trying to be a dickhead, but I mean, this was the movie I watched. You know what I'm saying? It was, yeah. it was put out there for people to watch. And I don't know what else to say to it besides the anatomy was fucking absurdly weird. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm glad these movies are done. Uh, definitely a series that the world could do without. And I know some people out there have been saying, oh, I like that one. Or, okay, I guess there's, you know, something for everybody. But I can't recommend any of these, you know. Maybe the first one just satisfy your curiosity. But don't go any further than that. Because uh, they get progressively worse and... And like Tom said, they got no coherence as a storyline. You know, they don't fucking really work even with each other. So, don't know. Don't know. Well, no, I do know. Don't do it. <laughs> yep. Fuck. Ah. Uh, yeah. Fuck no. Don't watch them. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what else to tell you. Unless fucking female bodybuilders are your thing. But that's. Yeah. If that's then your don't thing, even then... watch the first one. Yeah, just watch this one, I guess. Freak. Well, it's been a while since we uh, did some television, Joe. Okay. And uh, we're going to go uh, across the pond for this one, if you don't mind. And you can find this on YouTube. I checked. All right. So you'll be doing a lot of YouTube and Joe. And uh, we're going to watch season seven of Tales from the Crypt. This is when they decided to turn Tales from the Crypt into a British show. How many? There's, I think there's 13, but luckily for us, we're going to do two episodes a week. So we're not here the rest of our fucking lives. Right. <laughs> so we'll do that. I've only seen a couple episodes because I was just like, oh, what the fuck are they doing? I don't want to watch this crumpet eating shit. <laughs> but I do remember liking the uh the very final episode, and it is much different than all the other episodes that came before. So <sighs> we'll talk about the Crip Jam and all that good stuff, I'm sure, coming up in, in the next weeks.
All right. <sighs> so, would you like to cover a, this issue of Spider-Man? It looks like fucking Spider-Man was grabbing at old Kingpin's dick. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, like Kingpin's about to straddle him or Spider-Man's about to blow him or something. Mm-hmm. Oh, give me that meat. But, uh... Yeah, so this is a continuation. Last time, uh, Kingpin had Spider-Man's strapped down to a table, and he was going to take something from him to help, I don't know, revive some dead. And like Tom called it, but I guess he already knew. He went ahead and saw that it was Kingpin's son. I love Spider-Man, Joe. Yeah. So he's drawing out Spider-Man's life essence. So he can revive his son. What is the life essence? I don't fucking know. What do you call the Vitra or the some fucking stupid name they came up for? So Spider-Man's has six hours to live and he's all groggy and, you know, stupid and shit. And so, hey, I got a few favors I can call in. Kurt Connors, that one sap that's just trying to live a normal life and not turn into a lizard. Calls him, hey, I've just happened to be working on this uh, this machine that's gonna give you vigor. And uh, hey, language, I don't want that kind of shit on here. Get you some, well, just wait. Uh, get you some uh, energy so you can go back and fight the kingpins. And he does. He fights the kingpins. And and the, it, during this fight, there's actually some panels that look pretty good. Uh, yeah, they fight and. The kingpin falls into the ocean and dies because he's fat. You thought he'd be able to live because he's a whale. Right. You know, just float or something. But no, he dies. Uh, But luckily for Vanessa, that's the kingpin's wife, her son is alive. And he's like, thank Mm. you, Spider-Man. I owe you one, so I'm going to let you live. And everybody goes their separate ways. Or yeah. do they? I don't know. I guess we'll have to find <laughs> out. I'll tell you what. It wasn't continued from there in the Marvel's newest Spider-Man title that came out this same month as this one. Uh, Peter Parker, The Spectacular Spider-Man, issue number one, was also out this that month. And uh, that one had the tarantula. Tarantula is back and he's trying to assassinate the mayor of New York, and he kicks Spider-Man's ass at the beginning. With his pointy but, shoes? Pointy shoes and all. Fuck. He, he puts poison on those tips sometimes, Tom. Mm. And uh, Spider-Man breaks his camera. So he's just having a bad day. You know, uh, can't take any pictures. Mary Jane's still hanging out with Flash Thompson. He's not happy about that. Uh and then he just comes back and beats fucking uh, Tarantula. <laughs> just beats off. He just comes back and beats off. Actually, he doesn't beat the Tarantula because Tarantula gets away at the end of this one. And uh, and that's it. So now Spider-Man's is starring in three Marvel titles a month. You know, I didn't keep up with Marvel 2 and one, or team up. I'm, I've been trying to get cut back up. But, man, these stories are not good. So... <laughs> You know, I, I've got no real desire or thrill or anything, but uh, mm. yeah. Um, 
I don't know, man. I don't know. Mar- then Spider-Man was also guest starring in a shitload of comics at the time, too. A lot of shit to keep up with if you're a, a Spider-Man's guy and want to see all his appearances. That's a lot of garbage you got to read. So I can see one of the comments right now. And uh, Mr. Robinson wants to know if we have done the Tales from the Hood movies. Yes, the first one's fucking great. It's a goddamn classic. One of my favorite movies in general. The second one sucks a dick. And the uh, Emmett Till section is pretty fucking offensive. If we're being honest here that they would exploit that shit to be in such a garbage ass movie. I know Joe likes some of it. He thought well, it was funny. Its moments, yeah. But compared to the first one, fuck no. Uh, three is a piece of shit. That one's fucking horrible. But then American Nightmares. The unofficial sequel. I think is pretty damn fun. It's it's okay. I mean, uh, it has all the players that you'd want back. For I shouldn't say that. Clarence Williams the third is back in uh that one but he is very old and not really doing much and uh Ahura she's Ahura. in it and she's very old and not very do not doing much and then Danny Trejo comes in to talk to you like this here's the next story and it's all wrapped around with some guy beating off in front of his computer so watch the first one. Go out and buy the first one. I still think the Blu-ray is readily available. Highly suggest picking that one up. And then uh, if you're interested, go watch American Nightmares. And the other two can just fucking go jump in a lake. Mm-hmm. Hey, Joe. Hey, Tom. Happy, happy Pride, bud. Hey, it's Pride Month. And, uh... Tom wanted us to count down our top five favorite gays. I went with a mainly fictional gays. You know, this is an entertainment show. Yeah, and I didn't feel like listing friends. I don't know if they would think that. Number one, we got Kyle. I don't know. So, hey, all my all my homosexual friends, you would have made the list, but you just weren't gay enough. All right. So, at number five, Tom, I have a uh, rapper. Goes by the name of Gangsta Homosexual F-Word. Now I'm trapped in the closet, closet. Now I'm trapped in the closet, closet. Run from the F-Words. Run from the F-Words. I bet you picked the wrong... Homosexual F-Words. Here come the homosexual (laughs) F-Words. Yeah. Now he's looking up with my dick in my hand. (laughs) Good stuff. You've never heard that gentleman's fucking flows. Check it out for sure. Classics. From the show The Venture Brothers, Joe, I have the one character whose catchphrase is boom, yummy, but he says it a lot more flamboyant than that. And that is shore leave. His his sidekick or partner, Holy Diver, almost made it. But I'm a Shore Leaf fan through and through. <laughs> Would recommend. Well, Tom, speaking of 
flamboyancy and also from the world of cartoons i have old snagglepuss <laughs> heavens to megatron <laughs> one of the first gays in the realm of cartoons you're not going to do the exit line a pioneer a trendsetter you could say tom you know <laughs> he fought the fight so everybody else could live free now. <laughs> Unless you live in a, like a second or third world country, then you right, definitely huh. don't. Yeah, you're not listening to this anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. We had like our, I forget what the fuck country it was, but uh, it was like Indonesia or Pakistan. Oh, that's when we used to get like 5,000 views and shit. That, that was a long time ago. They were all bots. Probably. Number four, from the world of alcoholism, I have Mr. Leahy, the drunkest trailer park supervisor to ever suck an assistant trailer park supervisor's penis. Uh-huh. Rest in empowerment, bud. I hope hell's not too hot. At number three, from the real world, Tom, from from true life, you know, this is not an entertaining uh, fictional character. I'm talking about Rob Halford, a Buddhist priest, gay guy, wrote a lot of gay songs. Uh, guys what was his most popular? Uh, shit, I don't know. I guess the most popular one is uh, Hellbent, Hellbent for Leather. Uh, he's Hellbent for Leather, Tom. Or Turbo Lover, I guess, was uh, another big one. Living After Midnight, you know, in the gay section of town. These are all <laughs> big songs. And uh, they became like anthems. Like everybody's rocking out to them. Yeah, Living After Midnight. <laughs> Isn't... with the boys something like that I don't know. <laughs> wasn't that the heavy metal parking lot band was it I don't remember I need to rewatch that shit <laughs> mm. number three I have the gayest radio host to ever do radio and that's the big cat Fez Watley Definitely uh, wasn't the show that it was after he left, and I quit listening shortly thereafter. But uh, Fez was a big gay man, and he's definitely missed on the radio and in life. Rest in empowerment. Mm. From the show The Wire, I have Omar, played by Michael K. Williams. Omar was a... uh, a criminal, a thief, but he would steal from uh, uh from drug dealers. So he'd like rip off their their money and shit. Like he'd go to a trap house and fucking like like take those guys out. So him being a gay guy, huh? and you say trap house, can you be a little more specific? No, I cannot. But uh, excellent performance by. Michael K. Williams, this was not your typical gay character 
in a in a TV show. This wasn't like Monroe and and Too Close for Comfort. You know, this guy was a bad motherfucker. It's nobody you didn't want to fuck with. Omar coming, I'd say that, and everybody would just fucking scatter. <laughs> Number two, I have a deeply, deeply closeted gay man. And that was Norm MacDonald, Joe. Have you heard of him? He was deeply closeted. Again, rest in empowerment. It's weird. I don't think anybody on this list died of AIDS, even though everybody is dead. We've come a long way, Joe. At number one, Leonard from the Happen Leonard books and the TV show in which he was played by Michael K. Williams. <laughs> you know, so thinking about this today, I had to do a little research. Was Michael K. Williams gay? <laughs> no, he wasn't. He just played a gay uh, a lot, I guess, and did a really good job, a convincing job of it. Uh, again, Leonard is not your typical, you know, uh, the birdcage type gay. This, uh, he, you know, he's a bad motherfucker. He'll kick your ass. Uh, good character. Good character. And uh, rest in peace, Michael K. Williams. And rest in peace, Tom's number one coming up. Uh, I mean, some of them may may have passed away i'm sure but uh my number one is all the hot broads who fuck each other on video and post it on the internet dvds or blu-rays i greatly appreciate that <laughs> shit and thank you for your service well i had it wrong then i was sure you were gonna go with Woody Raymore. no that was allegedly <laughs> so yeah uh hurry up let's do a bet you think joe's gonna have one for next week i was we gonna... gonna go with uh top lesbians you know because that's a different classic game but you already had that as your top uh number one there so i, I don't know i'll have to rethink this so i do not have one now we uh all right. Yeah. Top five <laughs> Rosie O'Donnell movies. <laughs> well, Joe, I couldn't think of any. I didn't much care for those Flintstone movies. Oh, and she was that retard. Oh, shit. Number one, riding yeah. on the bus with my sister. There you go. <laughs> Favorite movies about riding the bus. <laughs> Anyways, DWNProductions.net, Masks Bus Props custom work slow week which is fine but uh hey the end of the month's coming up and i got bills to pay so give me your money i don't want you to buy anything i just want you to give me your fucking money and me not having to do anything for uh, it i would greatly appreciate that shit uh then go to fastcustomshirts.com. I've got a lot of work to do this week. It's going to be a hellacious week. I'm not looking forward to it. Probably going to be feeling like shit every day when I come home. But, hey, I got shit to do. So, got to get it done. Got to sweat it out. 
I'm going to stay hydrated and make sure you all do too. Joe, I hope you have a good week. Everybody out there, I hope you have a great week. And as for me, I will I will hope for the best, but you know what they say about hope. Until next time, if there is one, boy God. Oh!